This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 35. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound, Sound familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Okay. Hi. It's episode 35. Wow, 35. I know. We're 15 away from 50. I think we should do something at 50. I mean, didn't we say we were going to do something at 20? Didn't we say we were going to do something at 100? Jeez Louise. <laughs> anyway, so we have a really cool guest with her, with us today. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. April, I'll let, allow you to no, intro. I'll, I want you to say your name because okay, I don't want to mess it up. My I mean, name I, is... <laughs> I say, what's your name? I know your name, but tell everybody. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Herbot, and I'm extremely happy to be here. What's your last name? Spell her bud. Yeah. The spell is H I R B O D. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last name is Big Band. Got it. Got it. So, the reason why I asked you to come on our podcast today is because, which I mean, obviously, this is probably the number one reason why you get asked to go on podcasts anyway. Um, You made an app. Yes. yes. You made an app. Yeah. And you're 24. Yes. And you've only lived in America for how long? It's been six years. Six years. So you've been here for six years. You've created an app, a successful app, by the way. Yes, thank you. You're on all of the platforms, I assume? Yes, yes, we are. How long have you had it? This is, we actually been, I've been working on Surfboard for one year, and this has been the craziest one year of my life. One year? Yes. One year you've been working on an app? Yes. This has been a, this should... This is actually my the third startup I founded it. This is not the first one. So. Of course it is. Well, I know yeah. I was going to say, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. So this is the third one. But uh, we launched Surfboard in August. So okay. we are going through the seven months being live on the app stores. Wow. And it's been really promising. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So and you're 24. Yes. You are almost finished with college, right? Yes. So you'll, you're graduating in three weeks? Yes. I'm graduating in three weeks. I study finance and I'm extremely happy that I did it and almost done so very cool so i have a question what first tell us what surfboard is what its purpose is and then what sparked the interest and why you thought there is a need for this yes so let me talk about the problem we're solving and i will talk about the solution why surfboard is solving it in the best way okay yeah the problem is every one of us faces is we have no clue what is going on around us Mm -hmm. for example like we are sitting here in the studio recording this podcast this is this event is happening. Yeah. But how would the guy or how would the girl like three miles down the street know this is happening? Yeah. Or for example, let's say this is this big event is happening. And how would we know what is happening around us in a one to 50 miles radius? Yeah. So that's the problem is the problem is people don't know what is going on nearby. And the way surfboard solves this problem is, for example, you record the event, you're a camera company. So you record the event, you post it in the app and everyone nearby can see that video and like it and interact with it. So your user comes in, records a short video in the app, you post it and you guys have the app. You could see that video. You don't have to be friends with that person. You don't have to know anyone. You just come to the app. You see all these events happening nearby and you interact with it. For example, you could go to it or you could do anything with it. You could message that person. So this is what Surfboard does. You can message the person? Yes, we have (gasps) direct message. That's so cool. Yeah, that is neat. So it kind of brings the community together. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It really does. Like we just launched a DM last month and 
a lot of people already using it just because of the interaction. Like, for example, like this is this party is happening. Oh, hey, where is this? So people just actually meeting each other on the Oh surfboard. my gosh, so, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So, and so the app is live. Yes. It's been live for seven months. Is it in every major city? Is it only in Texas? Like, is it everywhere? No, we didn't, we didn't want to launch everywhere and right. get that mass amount of users. What right. we want to do is we wanted to launch in Dallas, okay. perfect in Dallas, okay. get a lot of data to see how people use the app, like how they interact run. with it, like a yeah. test run, okay. short amount of test run. And after that, we want to scale it and just get into, for example, Austin and past Texas and get into California. So you've been live for seven months. Do you know how many, like, uh, you obviously have these, but like, do you know how many users are on the app right now? Or Yes. Okay. Yes. We have around more than 2,500 organic downloads. We haven't even marketed the app. Yeah, that's what yes. I, I know. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's what I was thinking. Like, I've never even heard of it until... Like you spoke with Tomas yes. and then from there I looked it up and then I looked you up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's been re- or growing really organically and that's what we value the most. If, for example, like you guys using the app and you tell your friends like, hey, for example, like, hey, check this out. Yeah. And that person uses it. Now with that person, we go to his friend. So mm-hmm. we, are, we are following that business model. Yeah. But we, right now, the app is in version one. Right. Version one is the MVP of the product. MVP is so basic. We are working on version two right now. Version two gonna has a lot of more features, a lot of camera enhancement, and the te- camera technology we are adding into it, it's definitely skyrocketing. Man, that yeah. is so I'm really excited cool. That is cool. Do you have employees yet, or are you guys still... Um... Yes, we do, actually. We are a, we are a venture-backed startup. Okay. Last year, we closed, a, we closed our seed round. That was a big, big relief from my team. Wow. And we built a team, and we roughly have around 10 people in the startup full-time. Brick and mortar, or are you guys uh, all remote? No, we actually have an office. We are working in Dallas. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed right so now. So impressed. Yeah. Wow. 24 years old man living the dream. I know. Making it happen. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work. It's, well, it's, sure. It's, we, I personally took a huge amount of risk to right. do this. Because I'm finance major and once the last semester of yours, you're getting all these big offers, especially from big banks. And rejecting those and pursuing something that yeah. didn't even know is going to work, that was the biggest risk I took. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's massive. You know, before yeah. we got on the podcast, we were discussing here amongst ourselves a little bit about how the educational system fails potential entrepreneurs. I kind of want to dive into that because I think that's a, a phenomenal topic. One, sitting here with a 24-year-old entrepreneur who just graduated with a finance degree, who could speak to that more than you? Yeah. So, yeah. And this is this is not even your first like venture. This is your first third this startup is that third you've been startup. a part of? Yeah. yeah, this is a third startup. I personally founded it and I was involved with one before. So it would be first venture I've overall done. Were they all technology? Yeah, they've been to softwares and especially the B2C business to consumer and it's even more specific on a social media side. Okay. Because we are in college and personally we know social media than for example like let's say a 40 years old knows it we live it and we grew up by that right we grew up by this features or this software so that's why we stood on it this is the best we know so and we know what people like and what is the user's behavior of the target we're going for it's kind of like a second nature for you guys yeah because yeah i mean you're not even what what are you you're not even a millennial. What are you? No, yeah, I'm a millennial, actually. <laughs> I'm you? right by the million and excited. So, yeah. So, you're like right on the cusp. Yeah, I'm right by the dot. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
I feel like everyone's a millennial now. It's like it goes all the way from like, you know, somebody who's 17 years old to someone who's like 35. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like still technically a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's a cool label to have. Are you millennial? Yeah, I'm millennial. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I make things happen. (laughs) (laughs) I innovate and I make things happen. Yes, I'm a millennial. Yes, thank you. And I also post everything to social media. Uh Okay, so so like Shapiro was saying, um, Let's go back into that, what we were talking about, how basically the system that you've noticed since you've been here, since especially since you didn't grow up here, right? Because we just see it as that's normal. That's the system. That's how, you know, it, that's just how it works. That's how things are going to be. But for you, you said when you came here, you were like, wow. It was like very like, um, like the perspective was like, wow, like this is... Well, tell us your perspective in yeah. your words. Yeah, it's I'm really curious. mind-blowing. You're just like really taking a step back and looking at it from a different perspective than this perspective I came from. I came here six years ago. I came here for high school, my junior year of high school. I didn't know anyone here. I didn't have any connections. And where'd no you come friends. from? I'm originally from Iran. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'm Persians and my parents took the biggest risk. They left everything behind and we came to this country with literally nothing, no money, wow. no resource, no... I love stories like that. Me too. Yeah, it's beginnings is extremely hard. It breaks your back because just like, you're like, wow, I'm like no one here. I don't even know anyone here. I can't even speak the English. Not speaking the yeah. language was the extremely the hardest thing in my life yeah. when I came here because... You want to make new friends. You want to do all these things. But you can't communicate. But right? guess what? You can't even speak. To, you can't even say. You cannot even continue a conversation after you say hi. So right. that was really challenging. But good days passed. I passed high school and I started college. And my freshman of your college, especially the first semester, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I want to do. Now I knew the language. Now I knew. I passed that first stage of immigrant. And yeah. I just want to see what I want to do and what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And... I knew just something your God told me. School is not the path I want to go. I don't like. I don't like the way school system works. Everything just so sad. There's, there's no creativity. All school systems or the American. It's just the American system. Yeah, okay, that's what I wanted to to dive into. Yeah, Yeah. it's just that track that you have to get into it. There is no creativity into it. You have to. You have to wear that uniform as everyone else is wearing around you. And I didn't, that kind of like, I was like, I don't like this. Well, you know what the image is in my head? It's almost like um, we're creating little robots. We are. So like we're pumping them out. And as each one comes out, it has a little suit, a little briefcase and, you know, the stoic kind of like expression. Employees. Like, yes. we're, we're creating yes, employees. We're pumping out yeah. employees. And we're, there's no, there's such a lack of creativity, like you were saying, and a lack of innovation. Like we don't teach people how to innovate. No, right. we are not. But what we do is the what we do is so good is we are building really good employees here, and that's the scary part of it. We're building really smart robots that, as you mentioned, it is, and we're doing a really great job into that. But I feel like that's maybe that's not where the innovation should go. That's not where right. the investment should go. Invest should go into the people who actually want to chase what they want to do. Right. Because not everyone wants to be employed, but. 99% is chasing that. So if 99% chasing, of course, you're just going to get magnet to it. And yeah. Then- but I do think there's some truth to not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to own right. a business. There, we, we still need the people to make things happen. And we need the people to have the ideas of what needs to be made. Yeah, right. that's how, the, that's how the, the entrepreneurship or capitalism system works. For sure. That's the capitalism part is right. But what we're missing on is school is failing the ones 
don't want to be on for the creative, the creative yes. ones, right? And for sure. It's we switching then we converting the creative ones to the employee side, and that's where the big problem is. Yeah, I agree with that. 100%. Well, and that's where people like hit a wall, and they feel like, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, it's, it's funny because I was having lunch yesterday, and it was another friend of mine that um, also works in staffing. So uh, Kimberly and I both work in staffing. She is the VP of talent acquisition for her company. Very well, very yeah, well. yeah, nice, she's nice. she's a big deal. Nice, um, nice. And then I'm nice. um, I'm a client manager, so I'm a, I'm in sales. Very well. I love sales. <laughs> yeah, you better. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like we were talking and we were sitting at lunch and we were at um, a pretty nice restaurant in Plano, which is nice. But we were both sitting there thinking like. Is this really like what it is? Is this what we're chasing? Is this what we really want? Is this want? somebody I know? No. Okay. It's like, do you like fancy restaurants and like fancy cars and stuff like that? Like, is that really the purpose? Is that really what we're going for? And I think that, yes, while there are some people that are driven by monetary things, I think the creative people, the ones that make the really cool ideas and have really awesome like ideas, it's like, no. Because you kind of, it's like you said about it's perspective. It's more about the creation. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. about perspective. You're, you're kind of you, like, even from the outside looking in, you're like, is that what we're doing? Like, we're chasing better Mercedes and, <laughs> and eating at better restaurants? Like, that's that seems kind of silly. But that's like the progression that we have, like, in a career if you're not following your passions. Yeah. Especially for those creative people who are, like, entrepreneurial spirits and stuff like that. And they're like, well, I want to do bigger and better and help more people versus chasing a better Mercedes and eating at better restaurants. Yeah. You know? Amen to that. That's all perspective. You see, nothing wrong with that because that image you just mentioned, that's what images 99.9 Americans have. Mm-hmm. This is what's been shown to what is meant to be success. Right. For us, like, if someone's be like, just success what really success means because success means different to every person yes yeah and what what this country has been imaging success to is like for example having really high luxury car or having like mansions or going to the rolex or whatever yeah all the shiny material stuff but that's success is way more into that right success is to me what really success is as long as i'm giving back to the community as long as I'm building a product that everyone genuinely can use and benefit from it. Yes. To me, that's what success is. Yes. But versus to another guy next to me, to him, to success is, for example, like driving a Lambo one day. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. Or a Ferrari yeah. or whatever. Like, which, and those things are really cool. But I think for the people who really like you, who want to dri- like strive to help other people, I think that. Like, it's just like you said, like this, the picture of success is different. It is different. It's different for everyone. It is for everybody. And I think it's super interesting to like hear, especially from you, like an immigrant who's only been here for six years, like what your, because it's very easy for immigrants to come here and see the idea of success that Americans have. I'm falling in love with it. Yeah, buy into it. Because it's really shining and attractive. Think about it. You you living the super life. You know, not yeah. even just the average. You get all life. the hot girls. Yeah, oh, you yeah. drive all the good cars. <laughs> you have a nice watch. You have a nice suit. Like, yeah. What is wrong with that? What's huh? wrong with that? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's much more behind it. Like, exactly. I know a lot of really wealthy people, yeah. and these people literally dress like forty dollars, even thirty dollars exactly. worth of like they go to Walmart, they buy a jean, they yeah. buy like. Super, super, super live below what they live. Oh, that's yeah. the millionaire yeah. next door. That's exactly. the whole concept of that book. You need to read it. You would love it. Yeah, obviously, I've, I've read a few chapters. Yeah, of it. that's a really famous. <laughs> that's a really famous book, and that's really true because for the, let's say this guy is a millionaire. He has done it. He he's been through life. He's done all these things for him. Yeah, driving a Lambo that's not attracting him no. anymore. Right. That for him has no value. Right. And why 
because he's going for something much more meaningful and exactly. engageful in his life. So exactly. I want to chase exactly. that versus just like chasing something material. Plus, I feel like, so I just listened to, do you listen to any podcasts like regularly? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge podcast okay. listener. So I listened to uh, the episode of Joe Rogan's podcast where he had Kevin Hart on. Oh, yeah. Did you I'm hear a, that? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me too. I'm like addicted. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Hart was on recently and he was talking, I mean, you know Kevin Hart. He's oh, for sure. like a stand-up comic, an yep. actor, a father. You know, he's got, like, super shiny he's stuff. He's a good businessman as well. Very really good, good businessman. Business and that's what he was talking about was, like, how – what he's doing. Number one, he's the most – you have to listen to this podcast. He's the most positive person. Like, from someone who came from the streets of Philly who watched drug deals happen on the corner of his, like, neighborhood. Like, he's the most positive person, which is so amazing. I feel like you and I would really, like, relate to him. But he talked about how he's giving back to the community and how he's teaching and breaking the systemic like racism and st- systemic um, uh, stereotypes for his community, for black people. And he was like, number one, like ignorance is no longer an excuse. He's yeah. like, it's my job to go back and teach people like, Amen. you know, why they don't. Why don't, why are you not making financial investments or why are you not, you know, being smarter with your money or why are you not doing this or why are you not doing that? And then he was, he was even like every single thing he talked about was like something that he's about to get his hands in. He's like, I take vitamins every day. Why shouldn't I sell them? He's like, we're about to come out with Kevin Hart vitamins. Like, yeah. we're about to do this, we're about to do that. But it was so true because it was like, it, and every single piece of that podcast was so awesome and so purposeful like of course he has shiny things of course he has nice cars of course he has a big house of course you know his kids will never see the struggles that he saw but he's making sure that he's going above and beyond and not just saying like look at me i have all this nice stuff i have all these nice cars and nice watches and all this stuff he's actually giving back to the community Mm -hmm. so something much more meaningful and i feel like when you're pursuing something like that like your passion or or your purpose is something that means much more than just uh like money or monetary value mm-hmm. then all those things will come yeah that, that's very 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 true as long as you do need living a legacy like let's say after i die like who gonna remember yes. me? yes as long as you genuinely chasing that yes every then money has no value to that it anymore. is literally Nothing has literally everything gonna be so meaningless because yep. Your purpose and your legacy is so much, so much more meaningful than yeah. just, for example, like so showing up to your friends. Oh, you have this or you have that. That has no right. value. And big deal. Like at the end of the day, okay, you can buy something cool, but you just bought something. Yeah. Like how fulfilling is that experience? Yeah. What you just said is literally verbatim how I define success and have for, for many, many years. So that's that's really cool that you're like 24 years old and you get it. I yeah. know. It is, it's so like... Everyone should get it, though. Look at how big and massive this image is. For example, like, I have huge idols like Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. This person came around 500 BC. And look at how much... This person will never be forgotten. Yeah, how right. influential, This person will never yes. be forgotten. Like, people like Obama will never be forgotten. These people who came in and left a dent in the universe, and they left. And But the legacy always stays on. So just For having sure. that, I would rather trade that with anything else in yeah. the world. Yeah, anything. Hundred percent. So do you can you share a little bit about what you came from and what drove your family here outside the obvious? Um, but from your words and your experience, because you were 18, 17, 18 years old when you came yes. to the US. So what was it like living there that drove your family here? And then I also am curious what the educational system is like in Iran, just because your perspective of the way that the American system is was a little bit broken. Yeah. What's it like there? Okay, really good question. I like this. 
I grew up into a not super, super poor and not super, super rich. Everyone that is almost 78% of the country makes literally less than $10,000 a year. It's a, oh, wow. It's, so there's no such thing really as a middle class. There is no middle class or you are poor or you are rich. Right. There is no middle class. And the gap is like almost 10 to 90. So our wow. 10% of the country is rich or financially well and the rest is wow. literally not. nothing. Like you'd be happy just to make one. You'd be happy to have an income for to make it to the next month. And next month comes an income going to make. So you basically people live months by months or yeah. even. And I was, I'm... I'm blessed to grow up in a family that make it that much. There was my friends that had nothing. When I tell you nothing, they had no money, no backed up, no plan B. And that was, that's average for them because they have nothing And they else. didn't even know that there was another way to live, probably. Yeah, they don't even know they were in a, finan- they were in a financial crisis because... Just, everybody else is that way. Everyone else yeah. is around you. Even everyone else is around you, you don't even think about, oh, I'm poor or I'm rich. Right. Is That's not your mentality. All you think about, how am I going to make it for the next day? Yeah, wow. That's wow. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in that family. I was just average kid there. Nothing special. And Bob was extremely blessed. As my father was really, really smart. He mm-hmm. came to United States during 1970 and he got a full ride to study in Georgia, University of Georgia in Atlanta. He got a privilege to leave the country and come here. And he's extremely smart. He, he did really well in school. And he got his green card after. So he didn't like U.S. for personal reasons. So he went back to my country and married my mom and he invited. He saw something in me he didn't see in himself is I was really extrovert. I wanted to sell. I love selling. I've been in sales all my life since yeah. eight or nine years old. I sold anything that could come in me and just like make a profit out of it. I love sellings. I love the hustle. And he saw that into me and he said, I know where to take you. Oh. Yeah. So wow, he, the land of consumers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the people land of consumers. I love that. I'm gonna start using that. I've never heard that before. It's what we are, man. Mm-hmm. The land We're of consumers. Disposable people, we and love we have the buying land of stuff. consumers. Hey, nothing yeah. wrong with that. If you know how to profit from that consumer side, you know you're in a really, really good shape. So, I, he gave me the biggest gift of my life, and bringing me to United States. And I told him the first day I moved on and touched down to here in actually the first city I came in was Plano. And I told him, look, man, you did, you did your job from now on. I don't owe you anything. I owe you. The biggest thing is you bringing me here, but you, what you owe me is nothing. You did your job. And I knew he gave me the biggest gift because after that is all on me. If I want to be successful in this country is all on me. If I don't want to be successful, guess what? It's all on me again. So that was a personal choice I had. And I knew I want to be successful in this country. I, I hate poverty. I know how much poverty does. I saw poverty make really, really smart IQ, really high IQ driven people bring them down and chase mm. them in the wrong path. Yeah. And that's what poverty does to yeah. you. There's extremely talented people out there. They cannot grow. They cannot see the shiny bright day they hit because of poverty. And yeah. I hated it and didn't want to do that. So I was like, well, it I'm, is a little bit like a ball and chain. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, if you don't know how to move forward or get out of what you've, all the only thing you know and the only thing you've ever seen, you get stuck. Yeah. You do get stuck. And that's that's what life does to you. Life yeah. is life is a challenge. Life is something that, life is a hard game. You know, you have to, all, as long as your, <clears throat> your legacy or whatever you're chasing is bigger than your daily struggles, you're eventually going to get there. And that's what I want to do. I wanted to come here. I came here for one reason and to be successful and to do business. That's yeah. what I came. That's being personally came. Some people come to this country to live 
to live happy. Some people come to this country to go to school. Everyone comes here for a reason. I came here to be businessman, and that's what I want to do, and I want to chase it any second. You had a vision. Yeah, thank you. You are seriously like a power in this room right now. Yeah, like, you Like, you, you speaking is like, you You definitely have a presence, and that's, that's awesome. Cool. Thank you. That means yeah, so much to me. it's really yeah. cool. Thank you. And are your parents here, or do they stay in Iran? Yeah, no, my parents are here. I live with my parents right now, moving out after graduation. I owe so much to my parents because... I personally think I take big risk, but I don't even take big risk. My parents shot, my parents taught me how to think big and take yeah. big risks because these people sold their everything. They left everything behind and put everything here just to buy so airplane tickets like, for me to come here. And after teary. that, with no money, think about it. You sold your everything. No, I can't imagine yeah. it. No, me like, neither. I just can't imagine <laughs> it. And when you talk about it and just seeing the passion that you have and, and the... Um, not compassion. What's the word? Like you really appreciate what they did for you. Yeah. I'm really grateful. What grateful. They did to That's me. the word I'm looking for. Like I just the gratitude that you emote is just so huge. I, yeah. I, I think hope if your any, parents. Yeah. They need to listen to this. Yeah. My mom actually can speak English, so I wish my mom could listen to this. Darn Eventually, it. my mom, my dad's gonna translate it for her. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Do they like it here? They, to be honest. No, because this is not their country. Think right. about you guys. Like you For guys sure. lived here all your life and now you have to go to a country. You don't even know any person there. You don't even know how well, to talk. For your you mom, even... yeah, you can't speak the language. Yeah, like you'd be, you be lonely here. Think yeah. about it. So that's how she was at the beginning. Now she sees improvement in us. Now she sees we are actually doing something she wanted to do. She gets more happiness from what from the result that we, get, we showed to her. Will, will they return, do you think? Or do you think they'll stay here? I think they will return eventually. Yeah. I think my dad will return eventually, like maybe three or four more years after. So. And if they go, I don't think they will. Just, they just might come back just for a visit, but yeah. You know what'll change that? You'll get married, you'll have kids, and they'll be like, all right, we're done. We're staying here. Yeah. <laughs> the plan was after I graduate, they would go back, but they want to stay here longer. So uh, I, guess they, I guess they start getting comfortable. Do you have yet. siblings with you guys as well? Yes, I have one older brother. Oh, older. Yeah. Okay, all right. Fabulous story, by the way. Thank you. I just Thank love you. it. Thank I know. You. So what's next for you? So obviously this this app, which again, tell me what it's called. Surfboard. Surfboard. Yes. That's the, that's the endeavor right now. Mm-hmm. What is the goal behind something like that? Is it to ultimately launch the business, scale it, and then sell it, and then go do something else? This is my ultimate dream, and... This is my next, this is my, this is a really, really big dream I have for the next five years. But for the next five years, our goal is to go IPO. Okay. I genuinely want to build the next Google and we believe we have the right team and right resources to, to think that big and execute it that and you big. Think and you this app is the one that could do that for yes, you? Yes, I believe okay. this can do it because we have a lot of great features ahead. We don't have them in the app right now. We are developing really, really amazing and new features yeah. that no other apps has done. So we believe the innovation can take us there as long as we dream in, as long as we believe in it, don't get, because in startups, people get emotional. Mm -hmm. The emotion part of the team is extremely high. So 99.9 people don't see the, don't see the huge result because they give up during the process. Right. Yep. We know as long as we dream big, we work hard and we don't get emotional during the stage. We can get there. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting. I know you're so wise and you're like 24. <laughs> I know no, I'm like 44. I'm, I'm like, how do you do this? No, it's not even that. I know older 24 years old, have, they actually, they are the success stories. They did it yeah, so well. Sure. Like it's even tw- being 24 years old, I'm kind of feel old. I love it. I love, you're so I humble. Okay. Like you have, no, yeah. I guess you have is, a great 
outlook. Yeah, I hope hope we get there one day. Success is a lousy teacher. It's, it's extremely hard to be successful. Success is a long, long game. And you just got to stay extremely humble for God to, sh- to show it to you. Yes. I believe God plays a big part of my life. I believe in God. I believe he's watching me. So as long as every glory belongs to him and you have that, you genuinely mean everything belongs to him, he's going to reward you. I agree with that. Man, deep man. I know. Who knew we were going there? Who knew? So fascinating. It's like Saturday morning, like a cleansing or something. It's so awesome. I'm enjoying it so far. Good. So, okay. So surfboard is obviously your first like venture of your own. What were you a part of before? I was, I was mentoring and I was involved with other startups and so I'm going to just going to walk through what I've done since my first startup and up to surfboard. The first startup I got involved with called InJam, that was a music social media. What was the idea of it was, for example, like, let's say me and you listening to a song right now. Let's say, for example, Ariana Grande. Song. Yeah. And then we would share that song with people nearby. For example, like we would be saying like, hey, we're listening to this song in this location. That was right. the idea. We just want to do it. We didn't even know what problem we're solving or we didn't even know right. like how we're going to gonna execute it. We're just so young and we just want to do it. So we did that for like six or seven months. It didn't do so well. And we all lifted it. And I got involved with another app called Glasspa. Mm-hmm. Glasspa was a social network that you could reach your friends. For example, <laughs> I just met you April, right? Yeah. And I would go on the app and rate you one to five. Okay. And write... <laughs> As in, you're a, you're a great friend or you suck. Right. Yeah. So, so glad that one didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad you didn't work out. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on that one. Rate yeah. your friends. Don't tell me the truth. Actually, I'm deleting all of the not five-star reviews. Thank you. Can, you. you the feature, it, we, we didn't, you couldn't delete it. So if you have guys, just like you. Oh, God. So if you suck, you suck forever yeah. in this app. Yeah, that did not go well either. So. <laughs> oh, my God. So cool. I know. I mean, it, like, back what we know now and thinking about back then, we're like, what in the world we were thinking? <laughs> I mean, but isn't that like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like Bezos, right? How many times did he try with Amazon before he became a billionaire? Yeah, just like, like you're going to have trial, stupid like, ideas. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. That's so funny. Though. And <laughs> do you know what I know now? I wish I knew back then. It's not really about the idea anymore because there are so many startups out there. There are yeah, so sure. many startups. It's insane. Like we are, I'm so involved in the startup community and with there's this website called Crunchbase that shows you all the startups, rising startups. And we are in that every day just to check up and get to know the domain better. It's insane amount of startups out there. The one who rises, how they execute it better. So execution yeah. is a huge part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So what lessons did you learn from like number one to number two to number three? So that this one, you walked in, okay, these, this is what we are not going to do. Yeah. That's a hard question. That's a really good question. Because it's so much you learn, but you don't know you learn it until that situation comes up. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, let's not do that. Let's right. not do that because I did this three years ago and it, it because of work. this, it didn't work. Right. Every situation is different. But I learned one thing is build a really good team. The team is has to be there. You cannot be the only one who's going to work yeah. hard. If we, Let's say there's a startup of four people. But if only one person extremely works hard, the rest three are in it in hope it goes well. That thought I'm not gonna succeed. They're not gonna see the next day. Everyone in the team has to be extremely passionate. Yeah. And it's really hard to find those people, especially in this country, because you know, 
There's another opportunity around the corner. Yeah. yeah. That's one. The ADD mentality. Yeah. That's one. And second time, these people don't want to take risk. Like the risk taking side is insane. People don't want to get off their comfort zone. No one wants to work hard. Everyone wants to be successful, but no one wants to genuinely work hard and earn it. So finding those co-founders for me was extremely hard. Like these people saying, yeah, let's do this, let's do this, but no one wants to put the work in. Right. Yeah, that's the hardest part. They're like, yeah, sure, you want to do it, but are you ready for like 16-hour work days? Yeah, they freak out. They (laughs) really freak out because the the way their brain is wired is... Work-life balance. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, work-life balance. No startups came from work-life balance. Generally, name one successful startup out there. You name one successful company, one successful mature company that didn't work hard. Or that, that came this, from 40 hours a week. Yeah, right. 40 yes. hours a week. Yes. Not, no work can get done because 9 to 5 goes so quick. Like So we go, quick. Yeah, we, we start office at 8. We work 8 to 5. And 8 to 5 gets passed by a snap. Done. And then after so 5, sure. everyone wants to go home. But why though? Like, why can't right. we just work three or four more hours extra? <laughs> So true. You are speaking like a true entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> For real. It's actually my favorite time in the office and was is when, when no nobody one's is there. there. Yeah, like you are with you and you're the whiteboard and you just like So lovely. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday so our, much work done. Well, yesterday our office was closed for Good Friday. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. I'm going to work because nobody's there. There's yeah. no distractions. Yeah. And that five hours or six hours that I was there felt like Twelve. Yeah. It does. That's it's the best nice. thing. Like going to the office, no one is there. All you need is a coffee and a marker, yes, and that's so you can just come in and execute all this idea. Think about it. That's the best. That's when you genuinely grow. Yeah. Yeah. Any yes. other advice for other people who want us to to start yeah. A business? So I yeah I so yeah so that I have a question around that, but I also wanted to ask, um, like, where do you? We'll do, we'll do yours first, but I wanted to ask. So like, number one people who want to do a startup like there's a girl that i follow on instagram i don't know if you know who she is but she's like a fitness influencer what is her name katie hearn katie i, can't I think wait. i know i, know, I can't I, wait to talk to you about her after i know this. i know who, i think i know who that is she like owns a gym and has an app and like has a supplement line and yeah like, i know i know who okay, that is okay. i've seen her on so entrepreneur right she yes. started out training women like personal training and now has a gym a supplement line, a food comp, a food prep company, and a CBD company, wow, all from Instagram, yes. all from Instagram. So yeah, and she also has an app. It's called Fit by Katie Hearn, and they like can generate workouts and they calculate your macros and all these other things. Like, let's take me for example. Let's say I wanted to make an app. Like, where the hell would I start? Yeah. Like, how do you even do that? How did you even get into the app space? Like, all of the things. Very good question. I like this question. Where to start, honestly, this is what I personally recommend. And this is comes from pure experience. Yeah. Before you start anything, you have to solve a problem. The problem is the most important aspect of your business. Right. Because if you don't solve a problem, you're going to get, you're going to be forgotten. Right. That has to be there. Every company that succeeded is solving a problem. This is Simon Sinek's like, yeah. Yeah, mentality. Yeah. The problem has to be there because how are you going to scale it when there is no problem? If you're great salesman if you're a great entrepreneur you could create problems be like oh this is a problem and this is a solution my app does so but overall the root has to be a problem so if you're solving a problem and the second step is okay put your thoughts how your had for example let's talk about apps yeah how does your app solving that problem is this a current problem right now in 2019 is this going to be a problem 2027 
2000 because you don't want to be in business for three or four years right let's say you did all this hard work is this only going to be scalable for the next five years and what are we going to do the next six years right right so you have to it's a lot of thinking comes before it you have to think about how massive is the market you're going after yeah so let's say you did all the research all the development the second thing is okay how would the app look like so after you pass the second stage, third stage is, okay, draw the app. For example, like if you click this button, where does this button is going to take you? Right. That's where that's something called a user experience. Yeah. User experience is like you doing the wireframes, you doing all these things. After you did the user experience, the fourth stage is user interface. Yeah. Add color into it. Now you get into the logo. How would the logo and the brand would look like? The pretty. Yeah. Make it pretty and right. make it simple, simple, simple. It has to be super simple. People love simple. Yeah. What we have, what we have, <laughs> our CTO in the office, what he calls, he calls fool's proof. As long as a fool can use the app, you're in a good position. As long as you can. <laughs> you know it's good. Yeah. So if you can use it, oh boy, you're in a bad position. So right. after you did all this, I mean, she that's step after building the prototype yeah you're pitching it to the investors i get this question a lot how do you find investors where to go find investors and there is not one way to go around it your dad could be rich and you could invest in you and bingo you passed you made right. it you you did it or you could have to pitch to investors to the venture capitalists it's right. extremely hard to say if you do this you're gonna get vcs it's no one can answer that is uh, end of the day is who you know yeah. and if you know a lot of investors yes you're gonna be exposed to them you're gonna pay to them and hope it's gonna work yeah. after that let's say you raise raise the uh, investor now you have money you could build a team hire software developers for it right and put marketing have marketing yeah. budget for it and after that you the early data you get after launching the app will tell you if this idea is good to be continued to work on or maybe you need to pivot or yeah. this is not what you thought about. Maybe start another venture. You know what's interesting listening to you talk? We were talking about how uh, the American educational system pumps out these robots. But listening to you say things like, well, you have to identify the problem. You have to, what is the problem? And then we want to solve it. Right. There was a song that just popped in my head. <laughs> it was an ice ice baby. <laughs> Check out the DJ, yo, I'll revolve it. That's ice, it. Ice, That's the one. Yeah. So anyway, I'm the, most people don't go around paying attention to how to solve the problem. They right. just pay attention to the annoyance of the problem, complaining about the problem, but not, hmm, that's a problem. We could fix that, and here's how. Right. That's the difference between the entrepreneurial brain yeah. and the average person. Yeah, that's, yes. that's all this problem solving, because every one of us deal with that, oh, the fear of the missing out. There's, so, as I mentioned, FOMO. FOMO. FOMO is a huge part in our life, and there's so much things happening. Just today is going to be enormous amount of events happening in Dallas, happening in Plano, happening in all respective area of where we live. But how would we know so about all these things? So surfboard cures FOMO. Yeah, is that, yes, that that's is what we so do. Cool. Yeah. That's why that's we We are in the business to attack the FOMO. There's the tagline. Exactly. Surfboard cures, cures FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's the problem we're solving. So, so good. Cool. I'm like, my whole mind is just completely blown. So give me some scenarios around surfboard. Like, why would I go on? I know it's about bringing the community together and like the events and so that you're aware of it. But really, is it like well, concerts? Is it? Well, like, who's your target audience yeah, to like age yeah. age range? Like, would you say it's like college age? The demographic. Yes. We, yeah. are, we are growing really fast in college campuses. So our t- target is, is 18 to 24. That's and that's really, really yeah. specific. 
why we target 18 to 24 is because these people know the social media world. Like yeah. they know what social media like the is. The back of their hand. Yeah, like they're all attracted to the the likes they get. They love the game. They love. They have experienced the dopamine hit they get, and they always looking for some other place that can give them a different dopamine hit. Yeah. Because the likes you get on surfboard is, these likes are people nearby. You don't even know these people. So like, let's say you posted a video of you, for example, like dancing in this club and that video is getting 24, 25. Is this like Periscope? Do you remember Periscope? Yeah, I remember Periscope. The difference between Periscope is you go live. If I'm in, let's say I'm in United States and my friend is in Dubai, I could see him. Versus this is, is only people nearby can see your content. Plus... On Periscope, didn't you have to be friends with them? Yeah, or, you have yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, there's right. that friend, the yeah. following and followers comes right. in place. Versus gotcha. us, we don't even have following and followers. Is you post the video on the app, people nearby can see it. That's the simplicity They're of what so that's there for. And cool. then they can go. Yeah. They can say, oh my God, there's a party down and there. 18 yeah. to 24 being the demographic where we always want to go and do things, right? Yeah. We never want to FOMO. Yeah, right? FOMO. And we are really experience driven. We love to see it before we see it. Uh, we would love to see it before we go there. So for example, like yes. let's say. Let's We're say, like, we need a preview. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> what we, that's what Junior app does well is, oh, this is this happening. Yeah. Or this, that event is happening. We didn't even know about. Right. Let's go to it. And it's like. 2.3 down exactly yeah. and it's local so yeah. it's like it's like the same thing with coachella right because coachella just happened so everybody's posting their pictures from coachella so what does that mean that means all the basic girls want to go to coachella yeah right because all the girl all the instagram influencers are posting pictures on instagram is the olympic of influencers in coachella exactly <laughs> it's like really yeah. really it's the olympic thing right now <laughs> everyone competing exactly yeah. <laughs> It's like, how scandalous can I be? How scantily clad can I be? How many, like, rhinestones can I put all over my body? And talk about how I'm at Coachella. And is that, lo- is that here local? It's in California. It's in oh, it's in California. It's like, I don't but know, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. But it's like what he said about FOMO. So, you know, you see all these Instagram influencers posting pictures about Coachella. So you're like, I want to go to Coachella. So, like, next year you, like, save all of your money and you go to Coachella. You know? Cause it's That's like, how it really works. Like, you get exposed to it and you continuous feeds. You see it and you're like, okay, this is it. I'm going to go. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how, like the, um, that's how, like the social, like the Fry Festival or Fire that's, Festival. Oh, fire, that was a yeah. huge, oh my wow. gosh! Do you guys watch the documentary? Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. It was, it was insane. But it's like the models and all those people they were posting. Yeah. And they were posting even just like the orange pictures or whatever. So they're like promoting. So then the FOMO comes, and then everybody wants to be there, and then it's like a complete. But how sh- cool would your app have been right. if that was there? People to be well, of course it's only local, but right. I mean, if they could see it, like, thank God I didn't go yeah, to that. Like, okay, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I saved like a couple thousand dollars by not going. $10,000 and a whole lot of headache. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, but sad. yeah, so, okay, so, and then you have a team now, so that means that you have investors, right? Yes, we do. We and just, yeah, go ahead. How did you, like, what? Like, how do, you've been here for six years. How long have you even been, been speaking English? I learned English in five months. English in is five months. Yeah, English is easier than you. T- learning English is so easy. Like, it just comes really naturally. Like I learned it in like a couple of five months. By five months, I could communicate. I couldn't speak English as way I do now. Right. By five months, I could communicate, make friends, and right. just like keep up with them. So you've yeah. been speaking. You were okay. You learned English in five months. Yes. And in the six years that you've been in this country, you've been a part of three startups. One now you had to pitch. You had to sell yes. right to the venture capitalist so they'll invest in your yeah. company. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, what? That's I know. crazy. What he's done in six years in this company, this country, country, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like, no, that's that's but it's, it's, not, and it's not even about like comparison. It's just remarkable. It is remarkable. the things that you have like overcome and the things that you've done in the short amount of time that you've been here. So, like, how did you know? What to say? How do you know what to do? Were you just completely being organic? Were you did just you learn yourself? these things in college? Right? Did you learn these things in college? Like how? You know what <laughs> I mean? We're going to blaspheme the educational I system. I wish, I wish I learned. College, it in college. is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I wish I learned it in college. You know, college doesn't teach you how to start a business. College is really, as I said, a college is failing entrepreneurs mm-hmm. extremely bad. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, really, really good entrepreneurs. The one that I started with, they all dropped out. And they're like, no, this is waste of money and waste of time because time is the most valuable thing in life. Yes. The money you spend, yeah, you could always make it back. There is no doubt on that. But, oh boy, can you get the time back? And these people who dropped out, they were extremely, extremely invested in time. They love time. They're like, they knew the power of what time is and how valuable time is. And they're like, no, this is not the path. I wanted to stay because of my mom. And she, she genuinely wanted me to stay in college and finish it. And... That's what I did it. And I'll, at the same time, I have a full ride. <clears throat> so I didn't even pay for college. Yeah, so I'm like, nice. I'm getting this for free. I'm just clocking and clocking out. And mm. I just like, let it be done. And I'm glad. Now looking back at it, I'm glad I did it. So Man, you got a full ride too. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, and in this country, obviously you don't need a degree to be successful. No, you don't. You don't. But it does help when you're pitching an idea just that the credential alone for whatever reason the people who can't see beyond that yeah i think it does at least check a box for some it does people. definitely does that especially like the stage we are in the right now the credibility or yeah. whatever because most of these vcs actually went to college they actually was they were really really good that's in what academics. i think it's 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 the venture capitalists like they like to see that you at least finished that you yeah. invested in yourself yeah it just gives them a, i think a sense of of well i okay Maybe this guy's legit. Right? Yeah, it gives him a sense of credibility. You yeah, know, like this yeah. guy went to college, like he did it. So it's it's the stuff, the materials you're pitching to them, I guess it would get a little bit more add value to it. Right. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you're graduating with a degree in finance, so yes. that doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> Versus <laughs> I mean, basket weaving. In, right. But in every aspect of business, you're like, you get to look at it from not only like a scholastic level, but a, a realistic level. Too. Yeah. It's so. good. It's really good. To, like... Pitching to VCs, all pitching numbers. This is how much we will make in future. And exactly. all just forecasting revenue. So if you have finance degree, you actually... The finance side of it is helpful. Right. Really helpful. Because a school doesn't teach you how to start a business, but they teach you about the numbers right. and the cost of you have. So yeah. if you know those costs really well and you know the formulas, yeah, you could you could advance that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really helpful knowing the finance or accounting side of it. Yeah. Especially accounting. If I go back, I would study accounting now because it's much Accounting is one word. Yeah, right? is the health the of your side. company, so it's good to know it than not right. know it. Yeah, for sure. Shapiro knows all about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was actually an accountant for like eleven years. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. where I got into staffing, and now I place accountants for a living. There yeah. we go. There yeah. we go. Kinda That's fun. nice. Kind of boring, but kind of <laughs> yeah. At one point, you just like playing. It's not boring numbers. when you start talking about money. You teach me things about money all the time. Yeah, wow. yeah. Thanks, the money has language, and accounting teach you the money of language for sure. Yes, yes. we actually just had a financial advisor on last week, and we talked about money and like spending patterns and all that stuff and behavior, human behavior when it comes to money and. Yeah. yeah, I listened to that episode. So. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did? I did it. Yeah, oh my gosh, I was listening thank to it last you. night. So okay, yeah, really well, cool. good, good, good topics. I like. Yeah. Yeah, I like the questions you guys asked. How to be well financial? How to be a? How to know your personal finance? Personal finance yes. is a huge part. It's yes. huge. extremely huge. 
they, they don't teach you personal finance in school, unfortunately. Another fail. Only one class is optional <laughs> to you take on personal finances. Yeah. And they do not even focus on personal finance, how to set your budget, right. how to plan, how to execute. Right. They like, don't teach you that. What percentage of, of how much I make goes to groceries? Yeah, you know? they don't. Like, they don't they, how much should yeah. I target for you know regular right. living expenses? Just like breaking it down, easy stuff. Yeah, well, just how to manage your yeah. personal finances. Like yeah. when my kids graduated, so I have a 25-year-old and a 23-year-old. Nice. Both of them told me when they graduated and went out into the world, it was us that was teaching them how to pay their rent and you know what insurance was and what insurance they needed, how to fill out a W-2 for oh their first that's like, job. That's, like that's basic, a... basic stuff that nobody knew how to do. Yeah, they don't teach you this thing. Unfortunately, they do not. Really, schools start there for one thing and to make money. That's all they care about. Yeah. Even teachers are now kind of most driven by that side or oh, whoever pays me the most i'm gonna go teach more yeah so the colleges that cannot afford to pay extremely high salary for this teachers dog end up going to ivy leagues and the one that do not go to ivy leagues they get no love exactly yeah that's yeah. nuts it is it nuts. is but that's how it really is though that's how it generally is like the value of the degree you get it's every year comes below than what it used and to you be. know what's so frustrating so we're in staffing and so we see these unrealistic <laughs> expectations set before us every single day with what these organizations are wanting to bring in. So, yeah, but, oh the, my gosh. Yeah, but the supply and demand got to match, right? Yes. People have so high expectations. Frustrating. But- and there will be a role. Um, I'm trying to think of just most recently. Okay, so somebody, a client Friday, gave a, Thursday, gave us an order, and they're looking for an account, a staff accountant. Yeah. A staff accountant okay. for a very small firm, okay. like 10 people in the organization, okay. very small firm. Yeah. They want an accounting degree. Okay. They want 10 years of experience. 10? 10 years. Jesus. And an accounting degree. What are they paying? That was 60000 Yeah, look. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm like, an accounting degree. Why do you need somebody to have an accounting degree if they, they have, have 10, 10 years, years of experience? experience? It doesn't make any sense. It's okay, we're working with a client right now that's out of... Uh, another state i'll just say it's oklahoma um and this is somebody that i signed and they like you're not allowed to have longer than a 60 day gap in your work history and this is oklahoma okay Mm. so people sometimes go a little bit longer than 60 days without a (laughs) job six months (laughs) plus yeah and they if they don't have if they you know don't have a good enough reason as to why they have a long gap they have to have a 3.8 from school their GPA, graduating, whatever degree it is, probably in technology, 3.8. If they don't have that, then they have to have, you know, a whole laundry list of things to have. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Are you kidding That me? is really like, hard. And that, that came really... from the CEO. Oh, my. And I feel like that's extremely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. But that's why we have jobs. So. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is <laughs> these companies, they don't, they're not updated to up-to-date technology. At all. Yeah, they are not. Like, they're not up-to-date what is being taught in school. So they need to be updated on that. So yes. they could, their expectation could go by the result, the, the statistics they have. Yeah, well, and, and I think to be they're fair, ignoring... Like, well, go ahead. Go you ahead. You go, you go. I think they're ignoring the, the intangibles, the soft skills that you can't teach somebody, the things that you came here with. Like, Right. just tenacity and resourcefulness and just can do it. Like they just want to dive in and be a part of this team. They're passionate. They don't even look at that kind of stuff. They're no, looking they at credentials. They're right. looking at a, a piece, piece of, of paper. paper. It's so frustrating. It's like, you're missing it. You're, it's like he said too, yeah, about amen. like the people amen. that you work with, it's all about the culture and the collaboration. Yeah. And if yeah. those people are going to work hard and stuff like that, they don't take that into consideration. No, it's, they just it's look really, at a piece really of frustrating. Paper. 
big believer in that. Like, literally, I know 4.0s that are killing it in school, but they cannot make one single friend out of college. Yeah. Like, they're just so bad and in the soft just, skills. Like, yeah. you cannot succeed if you don't right. have soft skills. And yeah. not even about that. making friends. Just, like, can you work in a group? Yeah, like, they don't... They're just missing the most basic elements. But, unfortunately, companies want the 4.0s. They don't want the guy who can actually make one client. Or just, like, you guys being sales and getting communicating part well, and just because somebody knows how to study and pass a test and do well in school yep. doesn't mean that's going to equate to being a great employee no, no. they're not I mean because you have to play nice in the sandbox you yeah. have to play with everybody else yeah then there's like, just so many variables so many variables yeah. and I think that it's very very impractical because if you think about it the majority of CEOs are what middle aged older 50 like Caucasian white men, right yeah. so how in touch are they with the newest workforce from the kids that are coming out of college or even kids that didn't go to college or whatever? Like what the new like workforce looks like. And if you want a melting pot, you want collaboration, you want mm-hmm. people to work together, you're going to have to like stimulate that and not say, I need a three, I need a 4.0. Well, it has nothing to do with that. I'm so glad like the new startups, the new young CEOs are mm-hmm. changing the work culture. I think so too. Yeah, yes. I'm so I can't wait till the age that, us be taking the place of them and all these Caucasian 50 years old hard Ivy League success stories are out of the league I'm so happy of that because eventually eventually us will be the next the next CEO and I think that like yes exactly 100% and I think that once we get there to a point where like more CEOs or more entrepreneurs are building businesses and making companies and stuff like that and they're getting more exposure then those people are going to have to conform Mm -hmm. to the fact that like it's all new people. We're all going to be different. We all ha- have something to add of value, right? And like a lot of CEOs, I don't, I don't want to say Trump, but we'll use him as an example. Yeah, sure. He's successful, right? But there's not a lot of people that wouldn't be successful or generate success if they got $2 million from their father. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's completely just a privilege. Impra- exactly. That's just a privilege they get. And but, it's completely impractical. Yeah, it is. But the ones that get extremely hyped, look at, think about, look at all these celebrities' kids. Like, how many of these celebrities' kids are killing getting life and they just be so low, low? Because why? Because it's going to be a guy. Everything. Yeah, there's, there, ha- there is a guy who worked hard, who worked, planned this so well, and you have to, that let's say the privileged kid has to compete with them and they're right. going to eventually be right. the game. So well, that's why, they're, that's why these parents are getting in trouble for paying to get their kids in school yeah, because you, their kids wouldn't get into, into those schools on their own. Yeah, how about that kid who their parents paid them? How about you actually work harder and study harder? What would what would happen? And you know what they're doing? Those kids are like, oh, I'm like on the gram, like taking selfies or I have a YouTube channel or I just really don't feel like going to class. Like my mom paid like $500,000 for me to get into USC, but I just don't think College is my thing. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? There is outside of the world, there is outside, there's some guy who would rather have one person of that 500,000 and he would use that to build the next startups. That's always the case. Exactly. There's, there's kids in China, there's kids in Iran, there's kids in India. That just want the opportunity. so hard just to come here. And right. That's all you have to do. Just get them here and leave them alone and look at them in 10 years. And, exactly. But that's the privilege, what privilege does to you. But I'm really happy that the kids who usually get privilege a lot, they don't make it in life. That's how life is. Yeah. Because life is a hard bar. Like, doesn't matter how rich your parents is, you have to go through life. And life doesn't usually work with those privilege kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You got to have grit. You got to work hard. That's you got to right. work hard. You have to it is about it, grit, so, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's my point. Yeah. Companies are missing that. Yes. You can't teach Well, it's kind of like you said, too, like the reason why you hired me, because she used to be my boss. Oh, yeah? She was like, yeah. You guys are best friends now. Yeah, (laughs) we are. Um, But yeah, it's like, 
it's like you said, I think about this often when you said it, cause you were like single moms that don't have a degree. That's me. Um, they have something to prove. And I feel like that's the same with immigrants. That's the same with, you know, again, women who have kids who are maybe divorced or whatever, who don't have degrees that even just people in general that have something to prove like those people get out of their way. Yeah. Get they out are of their way. unstoppable. Yeah. Like versus the person who's like, no, I'm okay with, you know, going to work every day, doing my job, going home, watching Netflix and being okay with it. Yeah, they're, because they live in a comfort zone, you know, they're extremely in their comfort zone. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone, but nothing great happens in a comfort zone. Everyone, everyone who went out there and did something big, they did, they took huge risk yeah. to get out of their comfort zone and they didn't give up. Yeah. And there's usually a story. There's usually a journey. Right. Yeah. You know, behind and a driver that, behind For that. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're at an hour, okay. um, just in honoring of your time yeah. and honoring yeah, of, time. uh, uh, we have another podcast today, which yeah. is kind of fun. Another guest. Oh yeah. There you go. But I, I do want um, people to find your app. So can they go download it right now as it's available yes. to get? We're totally downloading Surfboard yeah. after this. Thank I'm doing you. it right Even now. Even though we don't yeah. fit in the, the, the I'm not in the demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm missing it by about 20 years. That's but, okay. No, no That's worries. Okay. As long as you can add value to your life and you can find cool things happening around you, you go and use it. Yeah. <laughs> so surfboard, yeah. you're on the app store, you're on Google yes. Play. Yeah. If you go on okay. both platforms, just search surfboard. He has a blue logo. He will come down number one. And then, um, so I found you on LinkedIn. So you're on LinkedIn. Are you also on like Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff? Do you want to promote that or do you just want to promote Surfboard? I'm not that that much on Facebook, but you can find my handle is Herbot Big Fan. My full name and last name, no commas or anything in between. Okay. So you can find me. Are you on like Twitter and Instagram and Yeah. I'm not that much on Twitter. I don't use Twitter that much, but I'm on Instagram. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Most well, we'll, of, I'm, I'm on surfboard most of the time. So yeah, obviously <laughs> Duh, it's mine. It's funny because as soon as I told her, she was like, okay, so like, give me the rundown of who's coming over. I was like, okay. And I started talking about you and she's like, what's that guy's name who made Facebook? I was like, Zuckerberg. She's like, yeah, are you trying to tell me we have the next Zuckerberg coming over? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank thank you so, so, so much. No, yeah. I'm so glad that you're like yeah. part of our network now. There because... we go. I'm glad I made two good friends and. Yeah, hope this country, this relationship. Can Absolutely, go on and for I would sure. love to real have pleasure. you. Yeah, pleasure. I mean, a real pleasure. I just loved listening to your journey, your thank story, you. and you're yeah. just so wise beyond your years. No, so thank you. wise. You guys, you guys, flattering me. Thank yeah, you. but oh, yeah, thank true. you for coming. And like, you. Uh, you know, going forward in the future, if there's any way that we can help you, like, w- I would love to have you come back on for you know, sure about a different to topic or whatever. Yeah, would love to be here. Would love to get in touch for sure. Awesome. Yeah, very That's cool. So exciting. Thank you. And our stuff, April, you do such a good, oh, yeah. a good job plugging um, it. So we're on Instagram at Big Girl Pants Pod. We're also on Twitter, Big Girl Pants PO1. Um, we're on Facebook. And if you want to find the podcast, you want to download it, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, and we're on Stitcher. Please, please subscribe. And we would love some uh, reviews. Yes. Definitely. We want to know how we can be better. Listen, so subscribe, review. Give us some love. And thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, bye. Bye.